Hey there everyone, this is Aaron J from Unicursity, and I just wanted to give you a heads up on this episode. This is actually our episode zero. It's kind of a getting to know you with the cast of Unicursity and also the School Spirits RPG game system that we designed for the show. There's no actual story or plot or character stuff that's going to be going on in this episode. It's uh, just a zero session to set the expectations for the players and also for them to tell us about their characters. If you'd like to get started with the story of Unicursity proper, you can download episode one, A Trio of Trouble, uh, right now. Otherwise, you can listen to this, hear our cast, fall in love with them, and uh, just kind of get acquainted with them before we dive into the campaign proper. Thank you so much for listening. We're excited to have you, and we hope you enjoy Unicursity. Bye. I'm beginning to record now because, my goodness, this is supposed to be an actual play podcast about spooky shit. Matt tells us he almost cut his arm off with a freaking chainsaw. Yeah, this is the chainsaw horror show now. Everybody has like one tale about like physical endurance they had to overcome. And I think mine is doing an intro for the show because I can't think of a way to do that better oh my goodness (laughs) hey everybody my name's aaron j from versus the universe and you are listening to the university podcast part of astound by versus the universe and oh my goodness we are gonna be talking about the characters we'll be playing during this actual play podcast and going over the system named school spirits that we'll be using to facilitate this game sorry my my mind is still on the chainsaw (laughs) i'm as a rule I don't go near sharp things. No. And this is a thing that has rotating sharp things at high velocity. Oh, my God. That's going to stick with me for a while. <laughs> That's uh, what they said. Yeah. <laughs> it's It stuck in me for a while. <laughs> yeah, so I will be your game master for Unicursity. And we're just going to spend this zero session episode talking about the game, the characters, and getting to know our cast. Should I go in clockwise or clowner? Clowner. Clowner clockwise. It's a spooky Weird. show yes. about clown. Shit. W- clown order. Clown order? Yeah. Wait, what is that left or right? What is that? Well, I think clown order is just Aaron because he's definitely the clown. Wow. How oh, dare you? I think Caitlin think- just earned the right to go first. Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin, why don't why don't you tell us about your character and then we'll get into their class and abilities and stuff like that. Yeah. Um so I am playing Frankie Dougal. Um, Frankie uh, goes with the pronouns they, them. They are a PhD candidate studying anthropology and specifically the anthropology of the internet. So they are basically studying memes and the youths. Um, the youths. Yes. So, uh, Is that a capital Y in <laughs> Oh, yes, okay. definitely. Like, imagine, uh, imagine the, uh, the gif of Schmidt from New Girl going, youths. Um, uh, they are definitely the person that had a, a little shrine set up to Vine when it got shut down. That's the kind of person they are. I also want to say real quick before we go on, if you are a $5 and up patron of our Patreon at patreon.com slash versus the universe, you will get the current rule book for the game. We've made a new rule book for this game to specifically facilitate our story and needs. And you can follow along and see what Frankie's abilities are. But why don't you tell us, what, what, what kind of archetype is Frankie? Yeah, so Frankie is the scholar star. They are uh, kind of obsessed with knowledge and, and getting more media intake, which, you know, studying the internet is basically 
studying Tumblr all day before oh, the geez. porn ban. So <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're at with Frankie. Yeah. I, I love that you have to specify after and before the porn ban. Yeah. It's a very internet type thing. Uh, great. So so Frankie's got some unique abilities. Uh, Frankie is the scholar star, like Caitlin said. Uh, the scholar star is everyone's favorite bookworm. They have a wide stretch of knowledge and they put it to good use whenever possible. You have three electives, which because this is a school themed game, those are your abilities. We've got quick learner, which uh, essentially lets you learn a piece of information about your surroundings. Uh, informed, which allows you to identify weaknesses in your adversaries and opponents. And photographic reflexes, you're basically Taskmaster for Marvel. Mm -hmm. So you can see something and say, I can do that Mm -hmm. and just do it. And just do it. I love Frankie. You want to tell us uh, some fun facts about Frankie? Uh, So Frankie's favorite vine, continuing with the vine trend, Mm -hmm. is the, you're no good, duck. You're just like your father. You're no good, duck. You never be shit. You're just like your father. (laughs) Um, Frankie, Frankie is a TA. Uh, they also do tutoring for like the GRE, AP tests, ACT and SAT. So just very much on the education side in terms of their job. They are an only child, Mm -hmm. but they have a mysterious amount of cousins who are just constantly coming up in conversation. Um, they also have some pretty awesome tattoos in my opinion. Uh, and they make me giggle every time. Mysterious amount of cousins is so spooky. (laughs) It is very spooky. We've spawned everywhere. (laughs) Uh, why don't you tell us about Frankie's major and minor in the game of school spirits? Everyone gets one major and one minor, which grants additional buffs or abilities to your character. Yeah. So, uh, anthropology falls into the schools of art and science. Mm -hmm. So for their major, they are arts and science and for their minor, it is communication. Um, and that gets them, their major gets them the human ability or the human condition ability, (laughs) the human ability. Yeah. The human ability. I am a human now. now. Uh, I'm a real boy. Um, and then the (laughs) minor gets them an extra point of rapport, which frankly they need because they are not very good with people. Love it. Uh, human concepts ability is, A real risk-reward ability. So in the game of School Spirits, there is an anxiety tracker. And essentially, our characters are going to be managing their anxiety throughout the game. If they move up on their anxiety tracker and they encounter something that uh, is going to make them anxious or nervous, they will be rolling a d20. And here's a d20 roll. Oh, it sounds nice. All right, so that's an eight. Everyone's tracker begins at one. And as they encounter more things that make, make them anxious, it will move up through one to two, all the way up to 10. So you rolled an eight. Well, this theoretical roll, you rolled an eight, so you're, <laughs> you're safe. If you roll and you do not roll higher than the number on your anxiety tracker, you break down, but then you get to tell us how you worked through it, became better, and then you essentially level up. And Frankie, with the human concepts ability, uh, it says here, a player with the human concepts ability is able to perceive the human condition and identify it all around them. When the human concepts ability is used, players will be granted one piece of information about the feelings and emotions of those around them for every new space advanced on the anxiety tracker. So Frankie will be giving up their well-being to understand their surroundings and hopefully putting that to good use. (laughs) And hopefully not just sitting in a corner and crying. (laughs) Frankie is an anxiety empath, I guess. Yeah, Anxiety empath is a very good subtitle for this class. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And uh, in your minor, you said again was... Communication. Communication. So rapport. Yeah. All right. How are you feeling? Uh, Good. 
I feel really good because this is also kind of what I studied in grad school, honestly. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a self-insert. I can admit that. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Right? It's it's a it's a game in a fake world right? in a version of Chicago we are making up ourselves. Frankie also has some tattoos I want. So this is uh, an tell opportunity. Us. Tell oh. us about one of those tattoos. Uh, so I think my favorite one is actually, um, and some fans will probably recognize this right away, it is, um, I am the one that raised you from perdition, which is a supernatural quote that Castiel says to Dean, but it's in ancient Aramaic. So that is one of Frankie's excellent, excellent nerdy weeboo tattoos. I would be really good friends with Frankie, <laughs> like, but in spurts because we can't overwhelm each oh, other. Oh, no. <laughs> Frankie, Frankie needs to go lay down and have a nap sometimes. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, oh, goodness. That's so great. And also, we need two fears and two desires for Frankie. Yeah. So, and this is part of why the whole human concept ability is so challenging, is one of their fears is youths, which they study. <laughs> so that's going to be a, a trigger. Um, and one of their other fears is unstructured socialization. So if they're going out to teach or to tutor, they're doing pretty okay. But if they are going to a bar, that's where they start getting overwhelmed. I love the idea of like a sticker or a piece of merch that is just in quotations, use. <laughs> just like slap that yes. on a backpack and people yes. will be like, I need to know <laughs> why the use is on there. I'm just going to design that when we're done with this. That's so great. And uh, and desires. Um, desires. Uh, being a PhD candidate, being mm-hmm. in academia in 2019, Frankie has a very low bar for happiness. They want a job with healthcare. Oh boy! <laughs> uh, and they they want they want some sort of pet or plant f- that they can have in their apartment. They don't. They are they're tired of buying cactuses from Trader Joe's that they kill. <laughs> These are such basic, very like, basic. Oh my goodness! Very Frankie. low bar. Like I would love to give Frankie a hug, but I don't want to overwhelm them. Frankie would appreciate a churro. Oh churros my God. would be good for Frankie. Nice. <laughs> so I'm officially putting in churros as healing your. <laughs> Your HP. Also, in this game, uh, your hit points are called Give a Damn. Yes. Uh, Frankie, your Give a Damn as a Scholar Star is six Give a Damn. Yes. All right. We're, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We will see. Uh, I get to assign financial aid to Frankie. Yes. Frankie, you're going through med school. I don't know that you're going to be super wealthy, so I think I'm going to give you a three. Okay. So whenever you have to buy something in this game, you're going to roll three D20. And if you roll a ten or higher, you have enough money to buy that. It's very simple. Right. We're, we're not we're not doing dollars and cents. Right. Wait, well, did you say Frankie's in med school? Grad school. Grad school. Well, well, doctoral candidate. Yeah, a so, PhD, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a PhD. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. a pfid. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually <laughs> apparently used to be called FUD. Sorry, my whole family does this. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling your dad's going to listen to this and be like, he doesn't know what the hell college it's is okay. all about. It's okay. He won't listen to this. <laughs> this man doesn't respect nouns at all. <laughs> Jim, if you're listening, you're cool. Thanks well, so Matt. <laughs> Wait, Matt. Are we going to learn about Caitlin also? Or oh. are we doing that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Caitlin. Caitlin. Tell sure. us a little bit about yourself. Um, so, hi, I'm Caitlin. I uh, am a nerd. I, no. I know. <laughs> Say what? Um, I, along with Matt, who will be speaking next, we are on the board of organizers for Chicago Nerd Social Club, which is a Chicago local group. We do all sorts of events and cool nerdy things. We have a Facebook group. Go join it. We're cool. I also write about comics for a variety of different places on the internet. And if I don't say this, someone is going to yell at me, but I have won an Eisner as Woo! of 2017. I, I could tell. I was like, I could feel the feeling. I was like, somebody's going to yell at me if I don't bring this up. So... 
Uh, yeah, I also regularly attend the ladies' night at Graham Cracker Comics. Uh, so check that out as well. That's the Graham Cracker in, in the, the loop. loop. Yeah, that is a sweet location. It is. I mean, they're very small because they're so used to people just like literally walk in on your lunch break. You pick up your comics, you leave again. But it is in the loop. It is right near the Art Institute, like lots of foot traffic. There's mm-hmm. so many people in there all the time. So I, I love that store. It's a great store. It is fantastic. CNSC is a fantastic group here in Chicago. And we're just so lucky to have two people from CNSC, like Caitlin okay. said, which brings us to Chicago's most busy man what <laughs> matt peter matt do you want to tell us about a character first or yourself first i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with the trend and go with the character all first. right let's yeah. do it all right so my character is chuck sherman uh chuck sherman is also known as ponat the barbarian <laughs> <laughs> according to this he's a non-stop non-stopper i like that that's really I, funny yeah i dig that um so he's a uh he's going for his grad degree in exercise physiology mm-hmm. uh, which may not seem like it, it fits too much because you know he's supposed to be this nerdy character but as someone who was bullied by his big brother uh growing up he uh calculated and studied on how to improve his physical presence and he cracked the code so he is a large, hulking individual at this point. Uh, he's overly cocky, but tries not to forget about the little guy. Nice. I yeah. like that. And I believe when we talked about characters before this, you referenced a certain wrestler. Oh, yeah. And his name is John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> are, are we to assume that you will be Kool-Aid manning through walls? I mean, I, I feel like I probably have to at this point. I mean, I'd be disappointed if I didn't. I, I It has to happen once a game. Or else we're we're ending it. Um, or, or Darren Young, right? Is that the other person? Darren Young, Darren yes, Young. yes, yeah. yes. Chocolate, Young. Cena. Chocolate, Chocolate Cena, Chocolate Cena, Coco Cena, Coco. Love Cena. it. I love it so much. Uh, as Matt said, he is Ponan the Barbarian. He'll be playing the Ponan archetype out of the School Spirits book. The Ponan has two focuses in life: satisfying their insatiable hunger for knowledge and media, and swole gains. Swell games. Mm-hmm. Uh, your electives are the total party thrill, where you will <laughs> use your body as a shield and use it to help your friends. Uh, the four fight, where the ponan will think critically about what is needed for an oncoming situation, uh, kind of like prepping an attack and and like preparing for for an oncoming battle. And the lost and pound, which is the ponan doesn't see objects; <laughs> they see opportunities fighting opportunities so a lot of found weaponry a lot of like detective mode from batman you'll be looking at a chair and saying that's a weapon not a sitting object <laughs> i just imagine jackie chan just with the ladder and everything and- we're gonna do oh, some yes. rumble in the bronx stuff i'm looking forward to yes. that yeah uh matt why don't you tell us about your major and minor so my major is in medicine mm-hmm. and my minor is in management and business basically because Chuck wants to help all the other nerds get to the point that he is at this at this level. Oh my goodness! Having a major in medicine that's going to give you plus two give a damn. Mm. You are a, a beefy tank. I'm ready. You, like <laughs> we were talking about, the Rock having a 52 inch chest. <laughs> you might be like a seven foot chest. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be able to fit in cars. That's fine. Okay. We'll, we'll just get you a big F-150. Yeah. Uh, that's Vespa. fantastic. Big man on a little Vespa. <laughs> <laughs> so oh goodness um let's assign your financial aid all right so you're in the school of medicine um you're fairly introverted that that doesn't feel like it's going to be as costly as something like like a doctorate or or a med i think i would start you at a four okay but you're gonna get that plus one to your financial aid role 
through the management and business school. All right. So you're gonna you're gonna get that money. <laughs> you're gonna be buying stuff. Why don't you tell us about two fears and two desires that Chuck has? So two fears Chuck has. One is getting too close to people. Uh, you know, being a nerd, he's usually kind of keeping to himself. Uh, he also fears not being the smartest person in the room. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Is, is it like an ego thing? You you always want to be the biggest mind? Well, not necessarily an ego thing. He feels like he doesn't really have value without that. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, his desires, as always, more strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and to teach uh, teach nurse to achieve what he has. Interesting. Yeah. So, so do we think Chuck sees intelligence as strength? Yes, he does. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I like Chuck a lot. I'm I do too. Very, I'm very, very into this. Let's hope we keep liking him throughout this game. <laughs> <laughs> like the first roll, it's like he's a villain. Now, yeah, sorry. By the way, uh, boy, I like Chuck a lot, but I also like Matt Peters. Oh. Matt Peters, tell us about yourself. Well, as you said, I'm Matt Peters. I, uh, as Caitlin mentioned earlier, I'm one of the board members of the Chicago Nerd Social Club. Mm-hmm. Um, got a lot of stuff going on. Check us out. Uh, I'm also uh, one half of Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure, a podcast that. I host with uh, my buddy Lex Lutz out of Florida. We have a lot of fun and we talk about all sorts of things. Just check us out. Uh, also, now approved by Kevin Smith. Now approved by Kevin Smith. <laughs> also, uh, I, I have a rotating feature on various podcasts and shows around Chicago called Resnaculous that I host with my wife, Dolores, where we try all kind of disgusting, well, sometimes disgusting snack foods. Uh, I can attest we, we used to do a show called Geek Show here in Chicago, and we would invite Matt and Dee on to do Resnaculous segments, <laughs> and I would be the bearer of these Resnaculous foods. Yes. Nine times out of ten, delicious. <laughs> but there's always one of those things that I'm just like, oh, God, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> I mean, your reactions were always so great. We yeah. had to keep pushing the envelope. There. But I noticed you always had me have it first. Uh-huh. And then somebody would come up and give me a glass of water, and I'm like, oh, no. I know what that means. <laughs> I'm going to be keeled over by the end of this. And Matt, where can we find you online? You can find me at on Twitter at Mighty Inc. Matt. Follow everyone. Speaking of following, following Matt, we have a little person you might know from uh, some Versus the Universe shows by the name of Liz Brodzinski. A little person. Well, you're like 5'5", 5'4". 5'5". I don't think I'm even the shortest one in this room. Maybe I am. <laughs> you, just, you just like looked at Caitlin and called I her out. I was like, I don't know. When's the last time I stood close enough to Caitlin to know? Anyway, um, this isn't about me. This no. is about my character. But who is that? My character is named Jacqueline Dubois, oh. and she goes by Jack. Mm-hmm. She is a graduate student studying plant science and biotechnology, and she works in a lab on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, she is the white hat, white hat hacker type. Although if we said white hack, it would still make sense. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a different kind of person. White white hack. Um, <laughs> that's Moby. I teed that up and I was like, I'm just going to walk away now. But you went for I it. had to get that Moby dig in there. Right. I, mean. I had um, to play. So, so Jack, is, Jack actually is a hereditary hedge witch. Mm-hmm. So she comes from a long line of hedge witches. And she got... So obviously she got into plant science from that and she became very interested in the interplay of technology with plants and how those could be used to sort of further the hedge witchery that she engages in. Um, She's also extremely interested in the environment, obviously, Mm -hmm. and protection of natural wildlife. 
So um, one of her fears is climate change and human destruction of the environment. We're talking about a lot of fears that I think we all have. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> um, and another fear that she has is hurting innocent people. Interesting. Because so, she does a lot of like, you know, little healing type things and a lot of this white hat hacking, mm-hmm. which I will have to get used to saying. White hat um, and Hit so a lot key. of times, you know, when she's hacking, she's trying to either she's trying to like find some kind of unique, unusual plant on the dark web or something like that. Or she's trying to go after some environmentally unsavory business and sneakily improve the environmental safety of their company, their factories. <laughs> um, but she doesn't want to hurt innocent people while she's doing that. I think I think the white hat is uh, is a great place to go for this character. The white hat is an intelligent cyber thief, a tech savvy hacker that believes in justice. They have the skills to infiltrate systems worldwide, but they'll do it for altruistic reasons. And like you said, you don't want to hurt innocence. You want to improve the world. You obviously you're not. I don't want to say eco terrorist. You're like an eco hacker. Yeah, definitely not an eco terrorist because yeah. that's like specifically what she wants to avoid. Mm-hmm. But it's hard when you're also trying to, yes, be an eco-hacker. And when you're trying to get that degree, ah, oh, it's just a lot to balance. Right. And I mean, yeah, the degree is helpful. It gives her access to a lab mm-hmm. and, you know, research dollars. That's nice. Makes sense because your electives are uh, a lot of hacking, a lot of uh, getting into places you're not supposed to be. You have the back door, which is where you encounter an obstacle. You can hack it uh, and also bank additional roles for future turns. You have the evil maid elective where you can hack into a tech device uh, and there's various levels of success there. And I think my favorite ability of the white hat is the ersatz ability where you can essentially create a cyber bot to act as yourself at a terminal while you go off and do other things. Uh, it looks like you you have the lowest damage. It looks like you can inflict the lowest damage along with Caitlyn. You'll both be rolling a d4 for damage. Meanwhile, Pona and the Barbarian over here uh, Chuck is going to be rolling a big ol' D8. Um, and Liz, did you tell us what, what major and minor Jacqueline's going to have? So Jacqueline, or Jack, studies plant science and biotechnology. Uh-huh. Um, so the major is in the School of Engineering and Applied Sciences. Uh-huh. And I'm informed that Jack doesn't get a minor because she is... Uh, majoring in the engineering and applied sciences school and she gets the macgyver ability for doing that you don't get a minor because the macgyver ability is gigantic and huge (laughs) i'm so curious if this is going to go deeply south if i can't roll well (laughs) because i don't get any roll buffs from anything but if i roll well it's going to be great (laughs) so the macgyver ability uh you are able to search your surroundings for commonplace items found on college campus settings like dorm life items, school materials, and you can combine them to make something useful. On a 20, the item works perfectly and you can use it three times before it breaks. On a 12 plus, the item works well, but can only be used once. On a five plus, the item works okay, but it doesn't totally work as intended. Um, I love that, like, I don't yet know exactly what uh what jack looks like i i I have a i have an idea but i also imagine she has like a hair bun and there's just like a lot of things in there that she'll be macgyvering not what she looks like tell us tell us um no she she doesn't put her hair up that often she has long dark red hair 
and I basically modeled her after my little sister, so I know pretty much what she looks like. That's so <laughs> damn cute. <laughs> She's like five eight, pale, mm-hmm. long dark red hair. Um, you do not look anything like your we sister. We don't look alike at all, which is why it works. Mm-hmm. But she has an attitude that's a little bit like uh, Jessica Jonesy sometimes because she's really used to like doing everything for herself. Does she carry a bottle of Jack Daniels with her everywhere she goes? <laughs> no. She's more of like a kombucha drinker, I think. Okay. All right. <laughs> I know we said no like no comparisons to Poison Ivy, but she's she's think, making me think of like Poison Ivy plus Barbara Gordon. It's Oracle Ooh, plus Poison a Ivy. Bit. Babs Isley. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So obviously because she is a plant science um, student who has long red hair, she hates comparisons to Poison Ivy because uh-huh. she's been getting them for a long time. Does she watch Batman and Robin and just get furious for like no. all the reasons that other people wouldn't get furious? I mean, I think here's the thing. I think it's a frustrating comparison because she sympathizes with Poison Ivy in a lot of ways, except for that Poison Ivy is a little bit like only plants and no humans, right? <laughs> I think she's kind of like, fuck all humans. So Except the one. Well, no, her too. Yeah, <laughs> this is. I was like, that's about as far as my knowledge goes. This so is I'm not probably a DC wrong. lore podcast. <laughs> uh, I love this. Uh, we, we went over your fears and dis- no, we didn't. We, we didn't. So go over fears, fears I said climate change and human destruction of the environment. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and hurting innocent people, mm-hmm. and then desires are to acquire and study unusual plant life. Interesting. And to learn more about her abilities that she has inherited from her family and that she's like still kind of trying to understand Mm -hmm. some of the hedge witch stuff and how that kind of why it works and how it works cool Mm -hmm. uh and why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself liz me? Who is who is Liz Brunson? Um, well, I also am a hedge witch. No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, it's based on her true story. <laughs> right. There are, I mean, there are a lot. So I'm like doing research for this and I feel like I'm going to get some witch books delivered here and it's going to be great. <laughs> However, uh, I am a trademark lawyer, which is not the same as a witch. It's and, very similar though. <laughs> um and that's what I do during the daytime and a lot of evenings as well. But I also have a podcast with my husband. His name is Aaron. Sounds like a real dope. Yeah, he is. But that's okay. Uh, no, we have a podcast called The Cooperatives, where we talk about um, cooperative board games and video games and sort of what they mean for relationships. And yeah, I hang around and do stuff with Versus the Universe, as you mentioned. I am on Twitter at Paperback Lizard. Mm-hmm. Real quick, uh, I want to go over just uh, one or two more things about the mechanics of the game, and then we will conclude this episode and let y'all jump into Wait, the adventure. What's up? You didn't talk about Jack's financial aid. Oh, good point. Good point. So I feel like Jack's financial aid might be a little bit higher because you're a hacker and you can kind of get a lot of things through maybe some nefarious means. Um. I think you're like a four Jack has five. no comment on that. No comment? <laughs> I think I'm going to give you a five. I think I'm giving you a five for financial aid nice. because it sounds like it sounds like you can obtain things uh, maybe not always using the same means that other characters I use. think, yeah, the financial aid, since it's just a role, I uh-huh. think this can take into account that Jack doesn't always require funds to get mm-hmm. what she needs. Absolutely. 
School Spirits is set up uh, pretty simply for roles. Everyone has a few base stats, and those are Flex, Grace, Thinks, Rapport, and Acumen. Uh, Flex is going to be your strength. Grace is going to be your dexterity, your speed. Thinks is intelligence. Rapport is uh, charisma. And Acumen is going to be your survival slash wisdom type stat. Just looking at the rule book here, Matt, your character, the Ponan, yes. has a flex of four. So how many times do you think you'd roll that d20? I would think four. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh. Makes total sense. Uh-huh. However, there's a there's a fun little thing going on in this game. Oh, um, you get to roll the d24 times. However, let's let's have you roll a d20 once. Real let's one. see what it is. Let's here it see is. what it is. Bam. 19. Oh, damn. That's great. So oh, you, got a, <laughs> you got a 19. You are able to bank that roll. Oh, yes. Which means you give up rolling the remaining three times. You'll use that 19. And on a on a following roll, you can roll one more additional time. Oh. So you bank the remaining rolls and you're able to use it on an oncoming roll. Which you got a 19. I was afraid you were going to get like a three. And I'm like, <laughs> you're not going to want to bank that. But you got a 19. That's aces. Well, now that I've used this on a demo roll, it ain't nothing but threes from here on out. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if that luck carries in throughout the game. So do you have to use the banked roll for the immediate next roll? You don't have to. You, you can kind of hold it in reserve. Mm. Um, you'll just mark that on your sheet somewhere. We'll see. It's a little risk-reward going on there. Mm-hmm. We'll can see. you bank more than once? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, snap. You, you can't do it on the same roll. So, like, he gave up. He was going to roll four times. He takes the leftover uh, rolls and just banks one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't bank like three rolls mm-hmm. if you're rolling four times. Does that make sense? It but does. you can have more than one roll in the bank. Yeah. Wow. You like got that. money in the bank. <laughs> what do you think about that? I'm gonna buy you a drink. Um, let's uh, let's talk about our characters in depth a little bit more. I'm gonna be coming back to Frankie Dougal. Mm-hmm. Frankie, uh, when you were telling me about your character, I kind of had one thought in mind, and I would like to know what is the most important piece of media. Which I, I see like you're exploding right now. But what was the piece of media that made Frankie say, I want to study meme culture? There's an origin story that's a little, that's like simple. And then there's the slightly bigger one. There's the, you know, with great power moment, but then there's the larger. <laughs> I did that just for you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so the, the quick story is um, Frankie has a, a dumb Uncle Carrie and Uncle Carrie gave them a Frankie says relax shirt for Christmas one year. And being too young to understand where that came from, Frankie kind of did a deep dive on the internet of like, how did this start? And that turned into a love of what in academics would call non-genetic information passing. So this isn't something that's hereditary, like Jack being a hedge witch. It is information that gets passed from person to person, either orally or on the internet. Um, So that's the short version. I think the longer version would be kind of similar to my own thing. Movies particularly movies from like the mid 80s to early 90s like the labyrinth or the last unicorn or these these movies that were much bigger than just what was on the screen um of like you needed to understand david bowie's career and jim henson's career to really understand the magic of the labyrinth you needed to understand why the band america would record a soundtrack for the last unicorn to really get the last unicorn. This is such a sweet spot for me right now. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So like, I think that watching the labyrinth is fun, but if you don't understand the context of like 
Sesame Street and the Muppets and David Bowie's career as a singer and all of the stuff around it, it's really hard to understand anything beyond these are fun puppets with silly songs. That reminds me so much of when Robert Downey Jr. was cast Mm -hmm. as Tony Stark because his real life story mirrored in some ways the journey that Tony Stark takes in the comics. Mm -hmm. And that made it very not visceral, but more real in a way. Yes. And it, and it, and it made me more invested in that mm. story specifically. I, one of my favorite stories about thinking about the Marvel universe is the fact that he was cast as Iron Man. And the first thing Tony Stark asks for when he gets back from Afghanistan is... I cheeseburger. Yeah. Cheeseburger. Yeah. <gasps> Robert Downey Jr. has a story about when he was addicted to things, when what he would go do is get himself Burger King at 3 a.m. because it was the only thing that was open. Mm-hmm. And once he got clean... He couldn't even smell Burger King anymore because it would take him back to that moment and he would feel physically ill. Mm. And so the the irony of Tony Stark being like, I want a cheap, like I want an American cheeseburger yeah. when Robert Downey Jr. himself was probably like, oh my God, please let it not be Burger King. <laughs> but again, like that's one of those things of like, if you know that fun little tidbit, it makes the context of that story just so deep and interesting. I feel like you're very well suited for Frankie. <laughs> I feel like you and Frankie are... A little similar. Love that. I'm gonna be bouncing around here. Um, Matt, let's talk about Chuck for a little bit. Sure. So you had mentioned before this session that Chuck and his brother had a little bit of a history. Yeah. So Chuck's brother mm-hmm. is, you know, your typical like older brother sort of thing. Thinks he's being endearing by, you know, beating up his little brother a little bit, trying to toughen him up for the world and all that stuff. Well, of course, you know, big brothers tend to get overbearing sometimes and Chuck's brother was overbearing so that caused Chuck to go into his little cocoon and kind of go into his own world so that's the type of brother he he was he is I have a question yes so was Chuck a big guy back then no, he was kind of a small guy. All right. You know, he was a little brother, so he wanted to rectify that. I, I'm thinking of, do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I do. That storyline where Terry Crews is like, oh, my big brother, he's so much bigger. <laughs> and you're like, I can't fathom someone bigger than Terry Crews. <laughs> right. I just imagine, like, nowadays Chuck being, like, Coco Rock uh-huh. and somebody bigger than him. Yeah. That's gigantic. They come from a from a family of giants, basically. Not real giants, obviously. Sure, but sure. you know, giant guys. So yeah. <laughs> um and and so kind of the, the bullying of Chuck kinda of like toughened him up or like gave him a a, a, a hardening in a way. kicking and screaming it toughened him up, yeah. You was, know. Was there any one incident where where like Chuck was really affected by his brother well yeah i mean you know chuck's really into mmos unfortunately the mmos that he gets into are the ones that are about to like go offline like everquest (laughs) yeah (laughs) so he'll finally get the hang of everquest like at the last minute and then it's like oh we're shutting down the servers everybody so yeah chuck was there at the end of the matrix online just waving yeah Yeah. (laughs) he was at the party personality trait to have likes MMOs at the at the end of their life. The right. last gasp. It's, yeah. it's the Chuck luck. He You're has still to... playing Ultima Online. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that that was that. And basically, at one point, his brother uh, made an account just to harass him in his escape. And that was like over the line for Chuck. He had to like, you know, finally come to terms with he's not going to be able to take on his big brother on his own terms. He's going to have to meet his big brother at his. So he got big. 
I gotta know what kind of character does Chuck play in MMOs? <laughs> does he play big beefy tanks? Uh, well, no, because that's you know part of the trauma. So he likes to be the healer. He likes to go and take care of those. Shit, Chuck! Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I I identify with like so many things going on in that character right now. <laughs> that's great. Uh, and what's uh what's Chuck's brother's name? Uh, <laughs> do I really have to say it? Uh. We can we can leave it as a mystery for our listeners. His brother's name is Robbie. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. All right. So Chuck, speaking of names, doesn't like to go by Chucky or Charlie or Charles. Mm-hmm. He likes Chuck. Chuck. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> we we have a friend whose name is Nathaniel, and you you don't call him Nathan or Nate. It's Nathaniel, <laughs> and it's it's such a specific thing about that person, and I'll never forget it. I think honoring someone's name is is very specific. I I, I love that about him. Chuck. Yeah. Chuck. Uh, let's go back to Jack. Speaking of names, not Jacqueline, talking about Jack. That's right. Liz, we had talked about Jack, uh, in the sense that Jack likes to order a lot of things on eBay. Did, did we? You said like ordering plants. I think that's something you just made up. I thought you were ordering plants on eBay. Well, cutting that out. No, no. Dark Dark web. web. Oh, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Some people do. eBay but also I mean, <laughs> I mean everyone has different levels of involvement with ebay i use it in the darkest like, terms when did i black out when we had a conversation about ebay i got a lot of information in front of me and i'm gonna mix things up at no, 3 a.m ebay is the dark web <laughs> it was just such a specific poll that i was like what how but yeah this yeah. is sometimes as a husband and wife i'll be like yeah, remember that time you said we were going to watch Fast and the Furious 6? You're like, no. And I'm like, you definitely said it. We're doing that tonight. Uh, so I believe we had talked about Jack buying things off the dark web, web. which is like eBay, but like for experts. But darker. Darker. Yeah. Uh, Just color switch. So it's all black instead of white. Um, I, I got to know, what's one of the items that uh, Jack has gotten off the dark web? Oh, um, so... All kinds of things. I mean, I think basically the the reason that Jack started getting involved in kind of the hacking scene that led to the dark web is Jack never knew her father. This is getting deep. Um, and she wanted to figure out who he was. And so she had to like do all kinds of investigation. So she did buy some personal information about her father off the dark web once she kind of figured out some of his other identifying information. And that was what uh, motivated her to start learning a lot about hacking and technology. And that's that was the first thing that she bought. Interesting. So so it's it's spurred by a wanting to know more about her personal. Pretty much that is her like primary motivation is wanting to know more generally. But a lot of it is about herself and um her family history is is jack at all close to anyone in their family she has a complicated relationship with her mother so mm-hmm. the hedge witch thing is matrilineal and her last name is her mother's last name and so she found out that her father is still just living in france and like has a different family mm-hmm. and um she grew up with her mom and learned a lot from her mom about how to practice this hedge witchcraft, but she has this complicated relationship. Her mom doesn't believe in using technology and isn't interested in incorporating that into any of the plant stuff that they do. So 
Jack had to sort of escape to really get into what she does now. So they're close, but it's complicated. It's very like I love the idea that you were trying to merge like herbology with technology. Yeah, it's totally it's very, very cool. Jack's mom is not into that. No, it's <laughs> it's such like a like a oh, old hedge witch out of touch with technology sort of thing. More just like technology is not necessary. It's what's it's the evil that has led to like the destruction of the environment. I have one mini question. Which social network does Jack hate the most? Hate the most? Yeah. Uh, I mean, probably LinkedIn, I guess. Okay. I think that's everyone's <laughs> answer. That's perfect. That's great. I love it. I love that so much. I'm, I'm going to ask uh, I'm going to ask our Frankie mm-hmm. a question. Mm-hmm. Frankie, uh, they have so many interesting things about them, but I think I think the thing I want to know, you said that they they uh, have several tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to know what is the next tattoo that Frankie wants to receive? Uh, Frankie wants to get the Pikachu shocked face. Okay. All right. J- just that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Wait, the what? The, can you do that one more time? Oh, you're going to have to upload an image. Visual media? Yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, okay. Pikachu shocked face. Yep. Why? Is there, is there any, uh, special meaning there? Because it like... makes them laugh. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, it makes me laugh. That's great. Sometimes that's enough. Right? Yeah. I've been trying to figure out where they would get it too. And I think they'd get it somewhere where like if this, if a student said something particularly stupid, they could like roll up their sleeve and be like, this is what I'm doing right now. But yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Great, great, great. Uh, Matt, I got to know a little bit more about Chuck. Um, who does Chuck look up to in life? Is there an athlete, a celebrity? Who do they look up to? Uh, well, I guess you could say um, Chuck really looks up to the, uh, oh my goodness, what was the ad in the back of the comic books? The, um, I keep wanting to say Flexman's Hallow, but it's kind of the same <laughs> <laughs> mythology. <laughs> the Charles Atlas yeah. ads. Yeah. Yep. So ironically, Charles Atlas, he looks up to that because you know he collects old comic books, of course, and he sees in the back, you know, basically his life story laid bare. The guy that always got picked on and all of a sudden decided to get himself together and it worked out i i just imagine chuck watching something like uh a conan the barbarian yes or 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 watching like any sort of show where a dinky kid like like shazam like shazam is like probably chuck's big bag it's like oh cool i can or like captain america like i can be this idealized version uh cool 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 is that accurate oh yeah absolutely yeah. I didn't want to be like, you like Shazam. Isn't <laughs> that right? Isn't that right, Matt? Uh, so, oh, 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 also Chuck, uh, he, he does want tattoos as well. Um, but he tells people that ink poisons your body. Uh, however, he's just really scared of needles. <laughs> yeah. what, what a gentle person. <laughs> All right. Love this. And Liz, Liz, we're, I'm going to come back to you for our last question about Jack. Oh, goodness. I would like to know, what was the first computer that Jack got? Well, Jack didn't have computers at home growing up. Mm, Okay. So she grew up in rural southeast Ohio near the Appalachian Mountains, and there's a university there. Mm -hmm. So when she was trying to learn about her dad, that's how she got hooked up with computers. She went to a university computer lab during like a summer camp or something and just kind of like found a computer on campus and kept using 
on-campus computers. So she didn't actually own her own computer until she was in high school where she like bought parts online and built it secretly on eBay or the dark web. <laughs> I just Those are the only options. The, that's the only two websites on the internet. <laughs> on the dark web they call it eBay Nights. <laughs> well done. N I T E S. Yes. yes. <laughs> so yeah, it was just a homebrew computer that she put together so she could secretly get access to the web and technology from her house love it mm-hmm. uh i have one question left for everyone and i want this to be like kind of a lightning round i love asking this question to uh to characters in games i would like to know what was your first screen name online <laughs> i need to know like it can be aol instant messenger it can't be an icq number but i want to know like it can be a twitter handle it can be an, an aol thing I would like to know what was your first screen name. If you need a moment, I'll vamp. I'm vamping right <laughs> I'm now. Sure. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Right, Frankie, what was Frankie's first screen name? McGillicuddy. Well done. <laughs> no explanation. That's all I want. I just want McGillicuddy. We're good. Matt, are you good? I'm good. All right, what is it? It's bad. Uh, it's Chamber X. Because I was a big fan of the character Chamber from Generation X. Oh my god! Who had no like lower face. He just had psionic energy. Oh man, that says so much. Yeah, that was. uh... (laughs) It's weird times. This is gonna be a good show, y'all. Liz, what was Jack's first screen name? Over the candlestick. Over the candlestick. That is that's some practical magic type stuff. It's from. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack jumped over the candlestick. I love that I went to Nicole Kidman, Sandra Bullock, and you were like, no, it's actually based on a very child. My small brain can't process this right now. No, but I mean, it works. Totally. It works it's on great. many levels. That's great. I love, love, love these three people. I cannot wait. So this is going to conclude our, uh, our kind of... Zero session, uh, getting to know characters episode of Unicursity. The next episode is going to be our first episode, our first Ooh. little adventure. I'm doing a little hands resting or head resting on hands thing right now because <laughs> I'm just so gosh darn excited. But I'm going to go and tell everyone real quick. Remember, you can follow the world of Astound and all the various characters and stories that we're putting together for this new shared universe at patreon.com slash versus the universe. You can also check out our group's website at versus the universe.com. And for the record, I will be your game master, Aaron J. Amendola. You can find me online at I'm Aaron J on Twitter and pretty much just type that in anywhere. You're going to find me. I think that's going to do it, y'all. You want to you want to get into this thing? Yeah, let's do I'm it. Ready. All right. We'll see you on the flip side. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to Unicursity by Versus the Universe, a part of the Astound Project. Our cast members are Liz Brodzinski, Matt Peters, and Caitlin Rosberg. Story and editing by me, Aaron J. Amendola. Music by Sam Begich. QA by Chris Chapin. Support the show by spreading the word or head to www.patreon.com slash versus the universe to become a patron. That thing you want, you deserve it. Have a great night.